0: For the Democratic nomination for President of the United States, my mission over the next 18 months of this campaign, and over my throughout my presidency, will be to end the corrupt merger of state and corporate power that is threatening now. <laughs> is threatening now to impose a new kind of corporate feudalism in our country. To commoditize our children, our Purple Mountain's majesty, to strip mine our assets, to hollow out the middle class and keep us in a constant state of war. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about Robert Francis Kennedy Jr. and his uh, presidential bid for 2024. About a week ago, he delivered a speech in Boston and talked about a lot of things that resonated with me and a lot of other people. And uh, he's running as a Democrat. So this is going to be really interesting because yesterday we learned that Joe Biden also announced that he was going to be running for president for 2024. So this is going to be really interesting because they're polar opposites in terms of uh, policies and where they stand with war and the environment and such. It's going to be a really interesting uh, election. Let's just put it that way. Later on, we're going to discuss Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox, and we're going to brush up on Don Lemon and his departure from CNN. We're going to spill a little bit of juice on that. But first things first, let's get into RFK Jr., Now, I know there's a lot of controversy uh, surrounding RFK Jr. regarding vaccines and the environment and such. Just to note, he did write a book called The Real Anthony Fauci, which was a New York Times bestseller for a few months, I believe. Sold a lot of copies and pretty much detailed all the shady shit that Anthony Fauci has been involved in dating way back... I believe before the 80s. It's really interesting. My boyfriend bought that book and I didn't read it, but I did read some highlights online and I should get into that book. But anyway, aside from being John F. Kennedy's nephew and Robert F. Kennedy's son, who both of them were assassinated. He was an environmental lawyer for 20 years, I believe. He did a lot of work in terms of representing the Hudson River as an attorney. And he was also a board member at the uh, Hudson River Keeper, which is a nonprofit that's dedicated to protecting the Hudson River. And he's deep in that life. And he did that for more than two decades. I think I read somewhere in New York Times where they refer to him as an anti-vax quack. That left a bad taste in my mouth because, you know, this guy's a Kennedy. He fought for our environment amongst other things, which I'll shortly get into here, but you know, he deserves I think a little bit more respect than a quack. The media is such shit, it's not even funny. Big media is a joke. Now, aside from all the environmental stuff, back in 2005, he found a link between vaccines and autism and Out of that came the Children's Health Defense, which is a nonprofit group that mainly covers the research of vaccines and the science behind them. The media is making it seem like he's this anti-vaxxer quack who promotes propaganda, but a lot of people have actually supported the Children's Health Defense. So anyway, what I'm getting to is the takeaways I got from his speech that he made in Boston a week ago. He stated that he wanted to grow the middle class which I think is fantastic. As you guys know, I've talked about this many times before. And again, all you have to do is just take a look around. It's not hard to see that there's a huge uh, financial divide in our country right now. There is the uber wealthy and then everyone else who's struggling and those who are still trying to get by and holding on to their homes. You know, they're hanging on by a thread here. And the government has been attacking the middle class for quite some time now to the point where a lot of people have lost their homes in 2000 during that financial crisis people lost all their money all their money was wiped out from the bank and a lot of crazy shit's been happening to our middle class here we've talked about bill gates owning the most amount of farmland in this country i really like that bobby was kind of talking about growing the middle class again and focusing on how to revive the true voice of america which is the middle class that really hit me deeply obviously i was like whoa okay what else does he have to say Another key topic that he discussed was removing the U.S. military bases that are placed around the world. And he's definitely anti-war and anti-military industrial complex. So that's another thing that really caught my attention. And obviously, we've talked about this in my last episode, I am an anti-vaxxer myself. At first, I didn't really like being associated with that term just because I have gotten a vaccine before. I've talked about my last vaccine I've ever received which was the flu shot. I was six years old. I haven't been vaccinated for anything since and I have traveled to three different continents since then and nothing's ever happened to me aside from a minor case of food poisoning. So I really like that he is the only person really who not only is questioning the military industrial complex and also focused on growing the middle class also in terms of mandates and the efficacies of vaccines and the intricacies of vaccines and the science behind all that. He is someone who represents my values and also millions of others like myself around the world, not just this country, who would love nothing more than to be represented within the medical industry. After watching that speech, I thought, wow, am I a a Kennedy Democrat? Am I going to be voting for RFK Jr.? I think so, I might. I mean, I have mentioned in the past that I've shown interest in Ron DeSantis. I really like what Ron DeSantis did during COVID-19. He is the uh, the governor of Florida, for those of you who don't know. He uh, reopened his state and had business booming. And now Florida's seeing a housing crisis because everybody wants to move there. The mandates weren't imposed upon the Floridians. So I thought that was really interesting in what he did. And Ron DeSantis hasn't officially announced that he's running for president yet. However, a lot of people believe so. I mean, he is doing an international tour as we speak. So I don't know, I did mention that I might vote for Ron. However, RFK Jr., he popped out of the woodworks out of nowhere and he is also from the inside. Now what I like about him is he's not perfect and he's actually mentioned this in his speech. He said that he has skeletons in his closet and in a day and age where we're so hyper-focused on canceling people, at least amongst the progressives, someone like him is a breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Like he isn't a square. Because the progressives, they're squares, you guys, like the neo-progressives. There's so many rules to follow, so many social norms to adhere to, you know what I'm saying? And it's just getting a little communist for my taste. I, I like that he's kind of flawed and that he's been in jail in Puerto Rico for environmental reasons. And I dig that he kind of has edge to him. It's really fresh. Perfection isn't what we need anymore because we've tried to strive for that for the past, what, 10 years. And look where we're at now. There's a huge financial divide. People are so distracted that they're not really focusing on who the true enemies are, which I've mentioned, you know, is the globalists of this world that are pushing for a one world currency and government which is fucking terrifying. That should terrify you. RFK Jr. is really fighting for the underdogs right now and the people who have been heavily censored. And that's another key topic I wanted to get to that he covered in his speech. He's anti-censorship. And he himself said that they've tried censoring him for 18 years. And this is the outcome of what happens when the deep state tries to censor someone from the inside for more than two decades they wind up running for president. I'm very interested in this avenue of RFK Jr. Now, Joe Biden has also announced as of yesterday that he's rerunning for president and his whole campaign as of now is revolving around abortion and I don't know the details of this but he wants to penalize those with great credit. He wants to subsidize their money to those with bad credit. That way he wants to help out people who have shit credit get better credit but the way he's going about it is hey let's punish those with good credit. Let's fuck their credit up. Those of you who worked really fucking hard and maybe you're one of these people where you've never always had great credit at one point you had to just bust your ass to work to get a good credit score well you're in threat of being punished for that because this is biden's way he doesn't give a shit about growing the middle class he wants to find more loopholes to fuck more people up that way BlackRock and people like bill gates and george soros and all these they can go in and purchase more real estate and so you know he's a globalist he works for the deep state he is a puppet of the CIA. He's a puppet of the communists. I do believe that at this very moment, America, the reason why it's not free is because we are so embedded with the Communist Party of China, right? The CCP. And I do in my heart believe that we are occupied by the CCP. Joey Biden, he's in cahoots with our enemies, actually. Uh, These are the enemies of the state. So RFK is the only person right now who isn't going to bend to the enemies of the state, to the deep state, to the swamp. He's not gonna play by their rules. So I don't know. It's a little too soon to tell, but as of now, I think my vote might go to him. I'm really digging what he's saying. So shout out to RFK Jr. Fuck censorship. He's right. Now moving on, let's talk about Tucker Carlson's abrupt departure from Fox News. His last episode was on my birthday, April 21st on Friday. And by Monday he was told that he was being let go from Fox. I know some of you listening to this aren't a huge fan of Tucker Carlson and that maybe you heard Jennifer Lawrence go off about how he gives her nightmares. (laughs) But um, as for me, I mainly watch independent news and independent media. Any source that I do trust is directly being aired by Unlimited Hangout by Whitney Webb, uh, Redacted, Jimmy Dore site news, so on and so forth. I've named you guys many times, all the sources that I actually do trust and I get my information from because it's not left and it's not right. It's unbiased and it's it's completely independent. The legacy news conglomerates, which is Fox, CNN, MSNBC, BBC, uh, even Al Jazeera, I'll throw in there, Reuters, they're all hijacked by globalists right now and Bill Gates has donated more than 300 million dollars to a lot of these organizations so I don't trust anything that's backed by people who profit from vaccines and play a gamble on our economy in order to enrich their own pockets because that's greedy and the world doesn't belong to them it belongs to all of us. That's why I don't watch Legacy News. However, in these past three, four years, Tucker Carlson was the only person on television that has been opposing war. From the jump, he's been opposing war. He was against the Ukrainian-Russian-American proxy. He was totally against America being involved economically and and pushing sanctions on Russia because now we're in the fucking shitstorm that we're in. Uh, Whether you like the Russian government or not, they funneled, what, $100 billion to Ukraine. And meanwhile, the streets of downtown Los Angeles and New York and Chicago has been under attack by all these criminals due to soft on crime, George Soros-funded DAs. I also enjoyed listening to... To him, talk about the efficacy of the vaccines and why was it that we had mandates to begin with and why prolific doctors such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, why are these people being censored and being attacked by Twitter? Which he also covered the Twitter files. He also interviewed a lot of leftists like Jimmy Dore, like Aaron Mate. He didn't care about whether you were a Republican or a Democrat, he talked about all this shit openly. He was the voice that a lot of people who don't rely on the internet and that still watch cable turn to. And he was racking in 3 million viewers almost every single night. That's way more than CNN. Brought in 5 million views on certain nights. That's a lot. That is the most watched television news anchor, period. Bar none. There was no competition. Every controversy that would hit he would go in and interview people. He did a a Yeezy interview that was fucking hilarious to watch. He went into Hungary and interviewed the government there, which is the birthplace of George Soros. He did a lot. He was the voice of truth, actually, for a lot of people. And there's more Democrats that watch Tucker Carlson than there are that watch CNN. And I think that the conglomerate that is Fox wanted to get rid of him because he's been pushing the envelope for quite some time now. They actually pulled all his advertisers and he was still able to rack in 3 million views on an average night. So that says a lot. Now, um, is this the end for Tucker? (sighs) Absolutely not. He's getting offered deals left and right as we speak. He also doesn't have to work another day in his life anymore because he's a multimillionaire. But he went against not only the establishment, which was Fox News, but also Fox News's donors, which is Big Pharma and BlackRock and all the people that hold shares in Fox. So, you know, he was talking shit about those who essentially control Fox. And I've been hearing a lot of hearsay about what was going on with uh, Tucker. And some of these rumors suggest that Rupert Murdoch's kids are looking to sell Fox. Um, Another rumor I heard was that Rupert has been wanting to ice out Tucker for quite some time now. So I don't know the specifics of, of what actually happened, but I'm sure we'll hear from him soon. I'm sure he's going to make a huge comeback within the independent sphere because, again, uh, legacy news is dying. It's, It's the past and independent media is the future. I believe that his departure signifies a renaissance, a cultural renaissance in our country and will shape the future of how we receive information that's being relayed from the White House we're under construction socially. Tucker is, whether you like him or not, will always be remembered as an iconic figure within that. This is an end of an era. So yeah, I'm sure we'll hear from him soon. Now in retrospect, let's talk about Don Lemon, a completely (laughs) different case from Tucker Carlson. Don was and is pro-war, he's pro-censorship, and he's a sexist, He is unapologetically a fucking moron. He's not a true journalist in my eyes. However, I think the whole timeline of events here, how coincidental that he was let go right when (laughs) Tucker was let go, might play a role in this cultural renaissance and this end of an era. I could be wrong, but I think his departure has a little something to do with it as well. I do know that Dom had some behavioral issues. Now, recently he had... Vivek Ramswamy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. He's running for president as a Republican for the 2024 bid. During this interview, this exchange that Don had with Vivek was that they were talking about the Second Amendment and the Civil War and why it was fought and they touched up on race. And I'm not going to get too deep into that. But one thing that Don did say to Vivek, which I I believe is why he got let go eventually or I think this moment right here what I'm about to say is was the cherry on top of why Don was let go. Now for those of you who don't know Vivek is a son of Indian immigrants. His parents immigrated here from India and he essentially grew up without any money and is a self-made man. He rose to the top, became a billionaire, founded his own biotech company and yeah very smart man. Do I believe that he'll win? as president in 2024 part of me is like it's too soon to tell but another part of me is like it's not gonna happen there's no way but i do think that he is in the process of becoming a thought leader we're gonna see more of a vague in the future one way or another for sure so pay attention to what he's got to say follow his youtube channel it's really interesting and he puts up really great arguments Now, aside from all that, Don, during this exchange that he recently had with Vivek, they were on the topic of race and Vivek mentioned something about black people and pretty much Don responded with, and I'm paraphrasing here, is he said, you can't have an opinion unless your skin tone is like mine. And that's what he told Vivek during this conversation the producers were kind of ringing into Don's ear and Don was like listen I can't speak over you guys talking in my ear like he was talking in his headpiece and it was really fucking awkward and Don's co-host was like silent She was just kind of looking at him like what the fuck and then shortly after he was let go some people are saying that the interview with Vivek had something to do with him leaving and you know he had just criticized Nikki Haley not too long ago like a few weeks back he said that she wasn't in her prime anymore and pretty much was just nasty about his approach to criticizing people on the other side of the political aisle as opposed to like attacking their policies. He goes after their superficial appearance and it's made CNN look really bad lately. I believe that event was the cherry on top for Dawn. In retrospect, you have Tucker Carlson who on the 19th, he had RFK Jr. on, which is like crazy. He's also had Tulsi Gabbard still step in and host for him while he was out of town who's another she's a former democrat she's an independent now but yeah i think people were like okay we can't have tucker anymore that's a cherry on top for us for him having rfk jr on opposing war and talking about building the middle class we can't have that so they kicked him out versus don lemon he had an attitude problem he got checked multiple times now he's out so It's a very different scenario for Don and I don't think anybody is offering him any deals right now because I think BLM and that philosophy got to his brain to where he couldn't really conduct a civil interview with people on the opposite side of the political aisle. He's lost his credibility as a journalist. So I think all of this is really interesting and something's happening for sure. There's definitely a renaissance that is taking place as we speak. Whether it's gonna wind up being good or bad in the long run, I don't know. I do like RFK Jr., you guys, and there's a big possibility that I might vote for him. So shout out to RFK Jr. And shout out to Tucker Carlson. I wonder if he's gonna wind up on the Daily Wire, like Jordan Peterson, was so I don't know but lots of change is in the air I feel it and it's tourist season so it's the best season for change it's perfect time for all this fresh energy thanks for giving this a listen until next time